0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Resilient Leaders Podcast, where resilience in leadership is not simply a good idea, it's required. This is your host, J.R. Briggs, and if you're a new listener to the podcast, I want to extend a welcome to you. I'm glad that you can join me today. I love hearing from listeners, and I want to give a big shout out to Lindsay Roop and the student leaders at Cornerstone University in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Lindsay, who's a, who is a residence hall director at Cornerstone, reached out to me recently to tell me about the student leaders on her campus, several who are frequent listeners to this podcast and who are using these episodes as further discussion catalysts for their development as leaders. So thank you, Cornerstone. And speaking of leadership development, I want to ask you one question. Who is your leadership coach? Not do you have a leadership coach, because we know in these times we all should have a leadership coach, but who is your coach? And if your first thought was, I don't have one, maybe I need to look into securing one, then let's talk. This is what we do in our organization for leaders. Our team of experienced coaches loves building into leaders, leaders like you, and we'd love to talk to you further to see if coaching is a fit for you. In the show notes is my contact information. Contact me where we're offering a free coaching session to anyone who is kicking the tires to see if coaching through our organization, Kairos Partnerships, would add value to your leadership. So reach out to me and see if we can get you connected for a free coaching opportunity. Now, I recently read a piece by Chip Conley. That provided important reminders for us. In his piece titled Your Positive Mental Health as a Leader, he wrote that our emotions are contagious. The more senior we are in an organization, the more infectious we become. This is called mood contagion. And in his piece, he listed five leadership qualities that will serve us well in these times. And the list may not surprise you at all if you listen to this podcast with some frequency. The number one thing he said was resilience, what he calls a certain comfort with ambiguity. Second, he talks about adaptability. He said, we can't change the weather, but we can alter our internal weather patterns in order to be open to change. Third was wisdom. We can break out of the prison of what he called fact knowledge, the kinds of things that we search for on Google, and start to embrace process knowledge, which is the hallmark of a wise person. Process knowledge is a form of wisdom, and the primary tool is asking better, more frequent questions. And I love this line. He said, "Wisdom is 2020. Hindsight is 2021." Number four, he he offered were to be bearers of good news in tough times. Great leaders are authentic and raw, but not rah rah. Our people need a lighthouse in the fog. Consider how we can communicate the momentum of victory so that small wins can create more wins. And the last, number five, he said, is we need to be purposeful. Someone wise once said that the meaning of life is to find your gift, but the purpose of life is to give it away. Good leaders live with the arrows pointing out, away from themselves and on other people, and more importantly, on a purpose greater than themselves. There's lots of wisdom here in this article by Chip Conley, and I will put the link to the article in the show notes if you'd like to read more. Now, on a recent episode, episode 51, I shared about healthy organizations with Google and the five norms that must be present in healthy teams. Today, I want to give you another mental framework to think about regarding healthy organizations. You may notice that I talk a lot about and offer a good deal of frameworks on this podcast. The reason being is that how we think as leaders matters. The best way that we can lead resiliently is to make sure that we have frameworks, mental trellises, that can help us grow in creative and natural ways while also giving structure to support that growth. You see, if you have too much growth, you suffocate the new growth. If you have too little, then the growth has nowhere to go. So let's look at this simple mental trellis together you know that i love venn diagrams i wrote a book about it called the sacred overlap venn diagrams are those overlapping circles that you see think of olympic rings or the mastercard logo or even the symbol of the car company audi so think of three overlapping circles as we think about these three elements needed in healthy organizations if you want to lead a healthy organization. Whether it's a Fortune 500 company, a church, a nonprofit, a team, your children's elementary school PTO, or a small group, you're going to have to need these three elements. All healthy organizations have three Cs the conviction of the leader, a culture, and constructs. And conviction of a leader, culture, and constructs. Let me unpack those a little bit more. Conviction of the leader is nothing more than vision. A passion, the ability to be able to communicate clearly. What is it we're after? Why do we exist? What drives you? What gets you out of bed in the morning? And so, the conviction of a leader is incredibly important. Now, culture—if uh, you think about—if conviction of the leader is more about vision of why do you exist and what are we after. Culture, one of the best definitions of culture I've ever heard is this: telling you what to do when no one else is telling you what to do. Culture is telling you what to do when no one else is telling you what to do? What are the patterns and the taboos and the norms that exist within within any organization or family or team that, uh, that that you have? And then constructs is another way of talking about structures and processes. How do we go about living out the conviction of the leader and lifting up, propping up the culture perpetuating the culture, the constructs around it usually do that. The structures, the processes, the way, the operations of the way things work. So if we have the conviction of the leader and the culture and the constructs together, those three things make up healthy organizations. Now, here's the deal. Most organizations, really unhealthy organizations are one out of three. Most organizations are two out of three, but the best organizations are very rare. They involve three out of three. You see, here's the deal. If you think about the overlap of a Venn diagram, if you have the conviction of the leader and the culture, but you don't have the constructs, the structures, it leads to frustration because the leader knows where they want to go and there's a culture to do it, but they don't have the processes to move that forward in the organization. It leads to frustration within the system. If you have clear culture and you have the constructs there, the systems to be able to do it, but you don't have the urgency and the vision of the conviction of the leader at the top, it leads your organization toward apathy. If you have the structures, the constructs there, and you have the conviction of the leader, but you don't have the culture, it can often lead to exhaustion because the leader is saying, do more, do more, come on, keep going, stronger, faster, better, but there's no culture answering why we're doing all this then it leads to exhaustion. Again, conviction of the leader with culture, but no constructs leads to frustration. And culture and constructs without the conviction of the leader leads to apathy in your organization. Constructs and the conviction of the leader without the culture leads to exhaustion and burnout in your organization. Now, I hope that these three elements help create a mental framework where you can ask questions such as, when it comes to the conviction of the leader, what is my conviction as a leader? What am I passionate about? What is our vision? Where are we heading? Where am I heading? And number two, the questions under culture. What kind of culture are we creating? Is it clear and compelling? And how would we know if that culture was healthy or unhealthy? And then number three, Questions under constructs. What are our constructs, our structures and processes? Do our structures fit and serve the conviction and the culture, or does it compete with it? How do we know if it's being clear and aligns well with the conviction and with the culture? And how do we know when we need to add or take away certain structures or processes in order to fit our organization? If you're unsure of these questions, or you find it would be helpful to process this further with someone else, this is what we do a lot as an organization. I use this framework in my coaching sessions with leaders, and we unpack what this looks like in each leader's context. I live with the conviction that our organization Kairos Partnerships can help you as a leader and here are the 3 next steps that you can take to have value added to your leadership and your organization. Number 1, contact me if you want to arrange a free coaching session with one of our coaches on our team. Number 2, you can order my new book The Sacred Overlap which talks all about Venn diagrams at thesacredoverlap.com. The sacred Overlap.com. And number three, you can sign up for my free every other week newsletter called Five Things in Five Minutes, which gives you valuable content. It comes out every other Tuesday morning and it's delivered straight to your inbox. Just visit the show notes to see the links for easy ways to take advantage of these three next steps. And thanks, as always, to the invaluable Joel Limbowen at On A Limb Productions. To know more, you can visit his website and see his great work at Productions.com. Well, thanks for joining me today. Leaders, be faithful, available, teachable, and hungry. Keep leaning in and learning. And remember, lead with conviction, cultivate culture, and establish clear constructs. Because when you have all three, you will be leading a healthy organization.